Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Tom Spence, Chris Ragg and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. And this week we're discussing the worst year ever. And unusually, because of the lockdown, um, we're partly recording this remotely, but partly recording this in person. Nick, how's your year going? Well, uh, as you know, it's been quite a year so far. We've had, uh, do you remember January? There were those Australian <laughs> wildfires. Oh, that was awful, wasn't it? Yeah. Couldn't get worse. And then we had, uh, and then we had the, uh, we nearly had that war between Iran and the US. Yeah. Um, then we had a stock market crash and some plagues. And I don't know if you're much of a news hound, mm. but there's also recently been this COVID-19 as well. I heard about that. Has, has affected our lives in a number of ways. And so certainly according to the internet, you know that guy, uh, mm. the internet thinks that 2020 is a really terrible year mm. uh, so far. And um, some people have been saying, you know, is it the worst year ever? Mm-hmm. Um, that's So we, I want to probe that. I want to find out if that's true uh, by asking the question, what is the worst year ever? How would we measure it? And yeah. where does 2020 come in comparison? You know, is it... Maybe it's not the worst year, but is it the third worst year or the 10th worst year? Who knows? We'll find out. I think it's really, how do you measure it? I mean, you know, for example, you could say like 1939, immediately ju- jump leaps to your mind that that might be a bad year. 1914. And that's just obvious stuff in like the last, last 100 or so years. Um, so, yes, yeah, so the key thing is is, is measuring it. Um, but Chris or Tom, anything to weigh in with at this point? Um, well, yeah, I mean, obviously there's, a, there's an element which I'm, I'm sure we're going to... Um focus on at, at, at some point, which is that, you know, there's, a, there's an element about perspective, right? And there's an element about the totality of human suffering. So I'm sure we'll, we'll come on to that. But just mm. just on the first issue, you know, I mean, um, it depends. It, clearly, if you were in the business of selling protective masks, then it was a it was a pretty bumper bumper year, for, year. for you 2020. And, you know, yep. there, there are years like, um, 1964 which is which is widely regarded in america as being you know the, the the year the 60s began the beatles turned up all that sort of stuff but you know positive year but not not so much if you were in you know south vietnam for example where where things were going badly wrong or in harlem you know the harlem riots of 1964 so just to to you know flag up the obvious which is that some people will be having a good year and some people will be having a terrible year and i guess the crux of the matter is trying to work out that net net suffering aggregate suffering i, I suppose it is trying to find that year where was there a year out there where pretty much you know what well, there's population now what seven billion or so eight billion i don't know around the planet was there can we find a year where pretty much everyone had a bad year That's yeah tricky i know i mean so we have there's two right from the start there's the question of are we interested in like the total number of badness which is going to be an absolute number the number so total badness times number of people or are we interested in the average badness per person and i think they answer two different questions yeah the first one is is very much about how in which year was the maximum amount the most unhappiness experienced right most badness the the other question, which is you know badness per capita, is answering the question: which year was it most bad to be alive? So if you were or if you were one of the people around at the time, 
um in which year would 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 it have been the worst year yeah. to be one of those people so you know in in other words in a year where there was you know the population was only um 1 billion um it's something that affected half a billion people. Yeah, mm. we would have a fifty percent chance of affecting you. But today, same thing of affecting one billion people would cause more badness, but have less of a chance of affecting. And, you I, and, I, and, I, and I think to sort of illustrate that, particularly with the the kind of um, you know the COVID nineteen uh, concept in in our minds, you know, if you look at um, if you look at the peak of the Black Death, you know, between sort of thirteen. 47 and, and 1351 you know you're talking there that they're talking about potentially between 25 and 200 million people people dying so but you know most estimates around sort of the 50 to 100 100 million people um mm. but at the at the time the global population uh was in the medium hundreds of millions so you you might be sort of saying that you know in, in and in some european countries 40 percent you know, some towns, sixty percent of the population died. But you know, on on uh, across the world's population at the time, you know, maybe ten to twenty percent of the world's population dying of a disease, right? Uh, mm. um, but that was spread across a number of years, so not not a single year. But then Spanish flu uh, in um, 1918, 1919, across you know, or yeah. more or less 12, 12 months sort of time, killed. About the same kind of number of people, fifty million people over over that that period, uh, but the population was was close to to two billion people then. So you know, mm-hmm. it, killing sort of two or three percent of the of the population. So so which which was was actually you know in any given year, Spanish flu killed more people than uh, than the Black Death, uh, but there were yeah. more people to kill, right? So which was which was which was worse? That's, I guess, yeah. sort of an illustration of the the point Nick was making there. It's a thorny issue. Um, Tom, how have you come at this? Yeah, well, I think one of the things we need to take account of here is that there's a clear kind of recency bias when we're looking at mm. worst years ever, because the more recent you get, the more recorded mm. bad events are. You know, there are going to be years way back in history what might have been really, really terrible that we just don't know much about. And, you know, obviously there's been a lot of work with ice cores and so on trying to look at climatic climatic conditions in the past thing when there were major droughts or kind of eruptions and things but beyond that we don't have nearly as much information yeah and i think that ties into what chris was saying about how also you know in more recent bad years they've affected more people so there's kind of two factors yeah i mean well, that that asteroid or whatever it was that wiped out all those dinosaurs that was a pretty bad year yeah, but well, there were zero humans. See, when, yeah. if there were zero humans, then there's no denominator for yeah. the, you know, misery per human. And I mean, if we're going to go with the percentage of humans alive at the time as as a sort of, you know, reasonable measure, then you've got to ask yourself, well, what about, you know, what when there were when there was a tiny band of 25 humans, right? Yeah. Dawn of humankind. <laughs> yeah. You know, if one of them died, that's going to compare with the Spanish flu. Is going to be, you know, as terrible. <laughs> this one person, you know, who tripped over a rock and and died. Terrible year. <clears throat> yeah. Well, but of course, as Tom says, you know, we can't we can't delve that far back, sadly. But we can only imagine that things like that would have happened. And I think I've got a few things which it might be worth mentioning yeah. later on. But, uh, but, so, but, but I mean, and we yeah, know on, that we we kind of we 
intuit this because you know that's why it's okay to sort of make jokes about Genghis Khan, but not so much about about Hitler. You know, we the, yeah. this this recency bias is a is a a clear factor, and and the question is, is is that true? So you know, is lots of suffering a long time ago diminished in in some way to us now, and does that does that does that count? Good question. So look. In terms of which direction we go in, do we want to? Because you've talked about sort of. Well, I've, ways I've we a, have attempted to actually answer this question. Yeah, exactly. Let's, and, let's, I, and I, I have you picked out some years? Tom have, have you picked out some stuff? Oh yeah, I've right. done the, I've done the, I've done the math. Go for it. Okay. Well, I mean, Tom, I don't know. Have you, have you had a look at any stats? Yeah. Well, I have a candidate year. Okay. From what I've looked at. Let's hear from Tom. Go for is, your candidate year. Well, my candidate year is five hundred and thirty-six AD. Because I've gone for okay. a kind of a proportional suffering approach. So when suffering has impacted the largest percentage of the world's population, is in 536, okay. you had a generally a pretty bad year um, mm. for most of the year. You know, a, a lot of years back then were quite bad. There were famines, there were wars and so on. Um, but then it got compounded a little bit by something. Scientists aren't entirely sure what. But current theories are a volcanic eruption either in, yeah. uh, uh, I think, El Salvador or Iceland. Okay. That essentially close. They're close together. Out... <laughs> yeah, yeah, one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that sort of blanketed out the sun for 18 months. Uh, so crops failed worldwide. Um, you know, in uh, in the Irish annals, there are records of bread failures. Mm-hmm. Um Snow fell in August in China, destroying the crops there. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, there was a, a kind of a, a mysterious fog uh, that covered the whole of Europe and the Middle East for mm-hmm. yeah a, about a year and a half. So I think that was a pretty terrible year. Do we have any idea? I mean, it must be very difficult to say, but how many people died? It must be very difficult. So... Yeah, it's a tricky one in terms of absolute numbers because uh, records weren't fantastic then. We actually have much better Mm. records from a few years later because as if that wasn't bad enough, in 41, there was another volcanic eruption that Mm. sort of stunted the recovery from uh, from 536. And Mm. then the plague of Justinian hit um, the Byzantine Empire. So Mm. pretty bad decade, but I'd go for, for 36 itself. I think that's sort of nice, sort of a nice starter. Yeah. Um, who wants to go next, Chris or, or Nick? Well, I, I, yeah, I. So what I did was I get, I got all of the bad things. Now, obviously, one thing we need to tackle is just general life, right? Your general life expectancy was lower. If you died, it was probably more painful. Um, you know, there were far more things that were going to kill you. Your annual rate of death was significantly higher. It was you know, we might say double or so your the rate of dying today. You know, just from any cause. Um, in any given year. So there's that, right? If we were to include that in some way, then, um, you know, the past would just look unbelievably bad all the time compared to the present. So we've ha- I've had to, I've sort of assumed that away. I've just said, look, against a baseline of the, the average life expectancy at the time, um, what uh, what were the bad things that happened? And, and so I made a list of, um, I've, I've managed to find lists on the internet whose quality I cannot speak to, <laughs> but they include um, they include all kinds of things like uh, pestilences, uh, famines, yep. wars, and estimates of deaths when when available. Okay. Okay. So I think my um, I am definitely in the same 
ballpark as Tom in ter- time terms. I actually went for five forty one. Good lord! Yeah, because uh, the plague of Justinian. I mean, I, I Tom's right about this five thirty six idea. Right. It does sound like this. This was a bad year in terms of all that. But I, I mean, yet. I don't know about you, but I can handle. I can handle a mysterious fog. Yeah. And I'd prefer that to dying of the plague. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's a toss-up. Uh, so yeah. this plague of Justinian, I don't know why we don't talk about it more because I reckon it killed about one in six people worldwide. Okay, I think it was humongous. So, so this, uh, they, so I think they, there's something like sixty million deaths, kind of average estimate, right. against a population at the time of you know of of, of only a couple of few hundred million. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, so I think that's up there. Okay, and then then you have um, nineteen eighteen. Yeah. So, uh, well, sorry, the Black Death is next. Okay, yeah. So yeah. 13, 1346, any of those years between 1346 and 1353. Yeah. Um, Black Death killed about one in 25 people worldwide. Yeah. Um, and then Spanish flu, which killed about one in 50 people. So so you're already, you know, and then 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 we're looking at good old-fashioned World War II. Yeah. So, in fact, basically, they're my candidates. And the, the, the interesting thing, uh, actually, is that the around about 19... I think 1950 was a bad year as well, because you had the Korean War, mm-hmm. um, which killed about 3 million people, and the, then the Chinese campaign against counter-revolutionaries, which mm-hmm. was about 10 million. On this measure, right, and I, again, I'm assuming that numbers of deaths sort of correlates with general misery, um, 2020 comes in at number... Have a guess. Going to be like 100 or something. Oh, yeah. 485 yeah it's like the it's like the, it's not even in the top 20 percent of bad years yeah, yeah, yeah. chill out and then and, and then i've also got total deaths and that do, so this is where you you don't look at per person but you know just in total yeah. and then it's more or less the same stuff um the spanish flu comes top on that measure then world war ii then the plague of justinian the interesting thing is the uh actually the late 40s comes out as a time of unprecedented nastiness as mm. well um, it, on that measure, you've got a whole load of things happening in the late 40s, like the Soviet famine of 46, 47, the first Indochina war, which obviously presaged the Vietnam War, um, the Greek Civil War, the Chairman Mao and the mass killings, which killed about five million people. The Kashmir conflict started about then, the Ashgabat earthquake of 1948 and the and the whole ructions surrounding the Indian annexation of Hyderabad. Mm-hmm. Uh, war crimes during La Violencia. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the internal conflict in, in Myanmar. Uh, the Arab-Israeli conflict kicked off about that time. Um, and um, the, the Bodo League massacre. I'm afraid I can't pretend to know what that is, but mm-hmm. yeah. there you go. So bad. And under 40s, that measure, right? 2020 comes in at only 135th we're living in wonderful yeah. times um chris yeah i i just want to sort of um introduce two uh potentially slightly controversial um uh issues mm. um one is to do with um sort of uh the the baseline of suffering and the extent to which the year you're in increases it and whether or not that actually has an impact on how much suffering you you have. So, um, you know, if life expectancy is only 45 or something and you die at 25, is, is that, is that less bad than lots of people dying at 25 today? 
and and arguably yes it is and there's all sorts of other things uh related to that like child mortality right and this is where it becomes very controversial but my my grandmother was born in austria in 1911 i think and she was one of 10 10 children four of whom uh died before reaching adulthood so, you know, some sort of infant mortality and, and so on. Uh, and it was, a you know, incredibly sort of impoverished time. And her sister who survived had rickets from malnutrition, so on and so forth. Right. So yeah. um, but the 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 question which which I, I raise is whether or not if if child mortality is high and if you're having a large number of children, does that mean that each time a child dies, it's it causes less suffering because the expectation yeah. is there to you, you know you don't take it for granted that children are going to to live into adulthood and therefore um you are prepared for it it's not that it's a less bad outcome it's simply yeah. that the people are inured against suffering and therefore able to tolerate yeah. it better than somebody who's lived a life of privilege and something you know much less bad happens to them but right, they... and so yeah so is it it's like 2020 even though it's a bit lame in terms of the amount of badness given that we're used to unprecedented goodness certainly for the last sort of 70 years we've lived in a time of peace and prosperity more or less um obviously it depends where you live uh you're what we're saying is actually well it could still be psychologically as bad um if you know if if against the baseline of what feels like normal life yeah yeah that's right and I, um, I think that's, that's a good point and so that means as you i think you're saying then nick is as as we get more recent it does get more um more it does get worse because yeah exactly as you said like the same the same nice yeah the same amount of badness is relatively worse than what we're yeah. used to yeah i mean i think i think if we i, I haven't d- sort of done this properly but I, but i mean i i would i'm guessing i'm plucking these numbers just you know working them out back of an envelope um, I mean, our, your annual chance of dying baseline in the world today is about one and a bit percent right, mm. per person. Um, so, so you're, you're, and I think probably a thousand years ago it was probably something like double that. Um, you know, just if you look at average life expectancy, it must have been something, something around that. Um, so what we're saying is that we are living with a constant kind of one percent, you know, annual risk of death. So if something comes along. And it has a one percent risk of death. It's about as bad as just living normally, right? Mm. Whereas in a thousand years ago, uh, that would only be half as bad as living normally. So we would, we, it would look less risky. Something that had a one percent chance of killing you would just look less risky a thousand years ago than something that has a one percent chance of killing you today. Having said that, I mean, if I look at the, if I look at the percentages, um, most of these bad things really do not kill a very high percentage of people hmm. so you know the the worst things um i mean just while you're going going through that that the yeah. the this you know this is the sort of um the potential kind of dead end of of negative utilitarianism this idea hmm. that you know it is your um it, it's our our you know our right to uh, um our aim is to reduce suffering and uh, you know across across humanity and that the the sort of um the extreme extension of that argument is that uh it's incumbent on humanity 
to commit suicide to prevent any future suffering uh, in in you know downstream. Um, and clearly, uh, we've got this balance between you know dying dying is not um, is not re- you know at the point at which you die suffering suffering ends. It's the people who are left who who engage in the suffering, right? So yeah. um, so number of deaths is is obviously bad, but in terms of how bad it is for everyone remaining um you know that's that's what we're really sort of trying to trying to focus on and and the distress in the run-up to the to the dying as well yeah exactly and yeah. actually there's a point maybe adjacent to that maybe it's the same thing that i want to i know you've got something you want to talk about nick but but let's say there you are in the byzantine empire and you're having a lovely time around 5 30 odd and you're a farmer you're out every day, it's nice and sunny, you're, you're in your early 30s, and then you get this horrible plague and you die, okay? You had a pretty nice life, though. But imagine that you've just come through the First World War in the trenches, and all your mates die and get blown to bits everywhere, and you a horrible, depressing time, you're shell-shocked, you come home and think, thank God I made it alive, and then your girlfriend dies, and then your mum dies, and everyone dies of, of, of the Spanish flu. And, yeah, isn't... Isn't that worse? Isn't that worse? I, I don't know. So I, I, th- I don't know if we're speaking to the same thing there or not, Chris. I mean, that's just if you, the Spanish flu is just a real kick in the teeth once you're down kind of thing. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Nick. Uh, no, I think actually, I think Tom was going to say something. Tom, uh, go for it. Might have been. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think I, I agree with Chris here, really, that using kind of fatalities as our almost default metric for suffering is tricky because, you know, really if we're looking at suffering we should be looking at hardship right you know it might be that there's a year when everyone is starving but not that many people end up dying there's still an awful lot of suffering in that year but it might not register if we're just looking at death rates and that that i think is why you know it's easy to consider wars and diseases and things but there's definitely more than those kind of headline events that causes suffering we're all saying the same thing, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. so I so I just had a quick look at the look at the numbers, and I th- I reckon the last year, um, or or rather, you know, the the if you look at only the years which were worse than just existing normally, so things that come along and are, and are more likely to kill you than just living, um, there's not there's only about thirty years which have which have been you know in that bracket, and um and and not not any since since uh, nineteen fifty one, so. So for the last 70 years, uh, nothing bad that has happened worldwide mm. has been more deadly than just living. Uh, mm-hmm. If that is relevant, I don't know. I just, I think it, it may be. That's all. So, sorry, is that sort of So, so in other for- words, the, like ex- external disasters and wars and famines are the things that I've looked at. The last year in which they were um, more deadly than just your annual risk of yeah. dying on average was about 1951. Um, the other the other thing to consider, of course, is um, whether or not a year and the suffering caused by a year is bounded within the year itself, right? Um, because you know, there's the there's the argument that um, well, you t- take an example like the Black Death, right? Uh, it, it wiped out the sort of agrarian workforce across Europe, but it drove it drove a couple of important um, developments. One would would sort of take technological innovation around you know making agriculture more efficient and the other was um 
workers' rights, right? Because there were fewer workers, they they were the boss for a while and they got to dictate terms and, you know, the, the expectation of what it was to be a serf uh, kind of changed quite dramatically. So mm. while that was bad in, in, you know, 1347 or something, in, you know, 1420, you, you might have been thinking, oh, well, I'm, I'm glad that happened in 1347 because now I've got a, you know, a proper plough and I get paid, you know, two groats rather than a turnip or something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. you know, that would have, um, th- th- there's this, this idea. Uh, and, and likewise, you know, there might have been a year where something happened that was fairly innocuous at the time. Uh, you know, the collapse of communism, for example, you might say, well, that that wasn't um, that, that that was a sort of good thing, and everybody felt good about uh, about that. But you know, then you had uh, um, like the Yugoslav civil war as a, as an mm. output of that. And mm. you know, is is that is that the fault of you know 1990 or 1991 or or whatever? Um, I think so that's a really good so point. yeah, and there have been some other people that agree with you on that as well. So uh, Peter Shulman, who's a historian, his uh, his choice for worst year ever is 1492 uh, mm. because it essentially marked it was the year that Columbus sailed to the Americas yeah. and in his view the suffering caused by that event the spread of old world diseases to the new world the birth of you know savage colonialism you know that yeah. year a slaving was economy the of a lot of suffering exactly um, whereas there might not have been that many deaths or actual suffering in the year itself I like this. We've got somewhere. It's a little bit more nuanced than what's worse, what's best, and just measuring it by deaths or not. Um, we, we're sort of fairly close to wanting to wrap up. There's a question that I want to go on to, to finish off on. But before we do that, um, yeah, do we, I mean, despite what we said, those caveats, do we want to n- label a year? Do we want to give a year to this or not? Well, there's one more thing to consider, which is the Toba catastrophe. The what? It's only a theory that it happened, but it's fairly well backed up by genetics and sort of the geological record. But there's this theory that in the year 75,000 BC, okay. there was a some sort of ginormous uh, volcanic eruption, which puts this the, the, the old 6th century to shame. Right. There was no mysterious fog. It was sort of, it would have been global nuclear winter type yeah. thing. And <clears throat> they think that the population of humans may have fallen by some... Um, by by some enormous factor. I mean, something like you know, eighty or ninety percent of humans or more, um, you know, could have, could have been killed or mm. could have died at the time, mm. because there's this sort of genetic bottleneck. They think you know, sort of um, a far smaller number of um, ancestors basically than we should have. Yeah. Um, so that's I thought that'd be worth mentioning. Mm. Uh, I mean, it speaks to Thomas' point from a while back. You know about. Um, it, just because it was in prehistory doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so, so yes, that's that's the only other. I, I mean, I, I and and you can only imagine that things like that have occurred frequently. But I think it's probably also fair to say that a lot of these kinds of catastrophes c- have only recently been able to happen on a global scale. Yeah, you know, volcanoes are one of the few things that can have a global impact. Certainly, pandemics can't. Not when you don't have a global economy. Mm. You can't have. You can't. You couldn't have had pandemics until you know, the last thousand years or so, mm. um, certainly not global ones. And, uh, you know, and then and obviously wars, you know, have to be quite small scale until you're, you know, until the last couple of hundred years. And so I think we, we're living in a time of unprecedented peace and happiness, but also a time where risks are far more likely to be global. Well, a, a, so, and um, and therefore their, their um, effects are concentrated in... in um, 
in terms of time. So, you know, what would have taken decades to spread across the planet might happen in the space of a couple of months now because of uh, of travel. So actually, you know, there's a case for saying um, the risk of something dramatically bad happening on a global scale has, has gone up. Um, look, we need to wrap up fairly shortly. It, it seems fairly pointless to say that given that everything is everyone said this, it's fairly pointless to say this was the first worst year. But I think what we can say probably is that 2020 is not the worst year. Can we all agree to that? Definitely. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 actually a great great time to be alive. Uh, I mean, it does it does it does directly raining. affect me. So you know, from that point of view, it's one of my worst yeah. years, and that's really all I care about, to be honest. Exactly. So. And it, and indeed, that's what I want to come on to. So I don't even think it's my worst year. I've actually had a great time. Yeah. No, me too. Um, look, that that's how I want to finish this off. I want to ask. Well, um, I think Tom was about to say something. Were you going to say something, there, Tom? Uh, I was just going to say that four years ago, uh, if you do a quick Google search for 2016 worst year, mm. hundreds, hundreds of articles come up saying 2016 was the worst year ever. In four years time, are we going to be laughing at the articles that say that about 2020? Probably. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When we're sort of yeah, post Holocaust and um, and the Raiders are still trying to get out, out, are out to get us. We've got to get that <laughs> petrol no matter what we do. Um Okay, look, what I want to talk about is, is you take this as one. Well, I want to talk about either your worst year personally ever or your best year personally ever. Um, you can decide on... Are we happy to talk about that? Do we want oh, to yeah, that? yeah, good yeah, one, yeah. So, um, and you, you, you can do both. You can do one or the other. Um, who wants to go first? Yeah, so I think for me, my... The, the, the best year, as far as I'm, I'm concerned, I, I, I was kind of weighing in my mind and my recollect, recollections, whether it was 1984 or 1985. And despite, right. despite Orwell's prophecy, I think I've gone for 19, 1984. 1984, okay. you had um, The Karate Kid, Ghostbusters, Gremlins, Terminator as, as films, uh, When Doves Cry, Thriller, 99 Luftballons, um, it yeah. was it, it was the archetypal 80s year. It was when the 80s was, you know, 84 and 85 were when the 80s were, were at its high um, 80s, high 80s. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think there's there's no doubt, you know, from a cultural point of view, the stuff that particularly America was was turning out at that stage. It, you know, that is um, that is really uh, the the apogee of uh, um uh, of cultural achievement as far as i'm concerned there's a fact to back that up as well which is that 1984 is the only year on record where every single that topped the billboard hot 100 featured a synth well there you Ooh. go yeah electropop <laughs> what, what's not to love fact. about electropop it was the it no, was mate, the future and it still is a candidate for worst year but anyway tom, yeah. tom do you just happen to know that i do yeah yeah <laughs> great pub trivia remarkable. quiz yeah okay. yeah uh, Chris, you were going to say your worst. Well, year, I was right? just going to say I, I was, you know, worst year is quite quite difficult. They don't, you know, they don't stand out, and they're often affected by, you know, sort of personal circumstances. And I'd like to say that it was it was, um, you know, the end of the eighties, nineteen ninety. But nineteen ninety mm. was actually a cracking cracking year, particularly mm. the, the summer. So I, I don't think I don't think I've got a bad a bad year. May, may probably sometime around the Britpop revolution yeah. when I just wanted to set fire to the country. But there you go. Okay. All right. Um, let's have Tom. Well, in terms of best year, I think 2011. Wait, was hold on. Before good. we go any further, 
Uh, I can't actually see you in person, Tom. How old are you? He's only about 12. Oh, yeah. He's literally, have... they're going to be the same year. <laughs> I don't have as many oh, years God. to choose from. I'm only 25. Um, so, 25. you know, every okay. year Chris said there is out of scope for me. Um, <laughs> We're going back to that whole prehistory thing. They were great, Tom, even without you. So what, what happened in 2011? Oh, I just had quite a good year. I have fond memories of 2011. I won a photography prize. That was nice. Nice. But I, I actually think in this case, 2020 is probably my worst year so far. I haven't had that oh. that many to choose from, as I said, but um, I'm currently studying for a master's and uh, right. my university is probably about to go bankrupt because of an economic crisis in, in, in its country. Um, so I might not be able to finish that master's. So that's okay. been a bit of a bump in the road, but it's very 2020. It's very on brand for 2020, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, just watch out for 2025. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's coming for me. Uh, Nick? Well, I... <clears throat> I always say the same thing when we have this conversation, don't I? It's really boring. But I honestly think like this year has been, again, it's it's another one of my favourite years. Mm. And, and I've, I've I, you know, every year just keeps getting better, I think. You know, I don't, I don't, I think because you get older and you get better at things and, you know, life becomes just easier and easier. And I, and I so, you know, again, um, you know, yeah. I mean, honestly, that, that's, that's probably true. Uh, in terms of my worst year, I mean, I... I I would find it hard to to pick a culturally worst year. Uh, I mean, I I unlike Chris, I loved the nineties. I loved culture in the nineties. Yeah. It was very laid back. It was quite intellectual. There was, you know, it was sort of British again. Um, I I uh, I quite like nineties culture, but personally, uh, nineteen ninety two was probably my least favorite year. Um, I was stuck at, at the end of my time at um, City of London Boys School. Yeah. I was fifteen. Um, I didn't really, I didn't have that many friends at school. Um, and, uh, it was, yeah, it was me. And then, and, uh, but it, that it stands out for me because it was the year before 1993 when I went to a mixed sixth form and, uh, it was like a whole flowering, a uh, suddenly a new, new life, a new oh. life opened up. So really 1992 only, only looks kind of bad, I think by comparison with what came after it, which, um, you know, is not necessarily 1992's fault uh it's it but it is you know i think going back to what we we're saying earlier there is that issue of 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 the relative you know of of comparing it to 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 what other things were going on yeah. and and so yeah so i i would go for 1992 okay it's really okay. really boring 1992 not nothing very little happened for okay. me I was kind of just felt stuck yeah okay um yeah for me no real bad years but i mean for me 1980 i've got a, i always cheat on these ones but i've got a few standout years 1988 was amazing that's when i sort of i was 15 i sort of first sort of became a teenager and snogged a girl for the first time and got drunk for the first time that was a great year so um all right we'll stop there thank you as always for listening to the cognitive engineering podcast i'm fraser mcgrew we've been here with chris rag tom spence and nick hair of aleph insights until next time goodbye mm-hmm.